the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something that God wants every born-again believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are children of God have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. Imagine that. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be between Him and me and you. The good news is that there are things that can be done by us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each and every one of us can follow that will help us to get to the place where the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us is actually had by us. Let's learn about some of those pathways that will help us to get there. That is, in a more closer, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Come on, get two, three, four, four, five, five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get two, three, four, four, five, five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here. Up in here in Jesus' name. How y'all doing today? Yes. So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. Get ready for this word I'm about to give to thee. That's going to be a good word. It's going to be a powerful word. It's going to be able to share awesome things with you so that you can step up and live this thing out the way God desires you to. Praise God. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God, which is a tremendous teaching, if I say so myself. Because God, our Father, has invited me and you to draw closer to him that he might do in our lives what it is he wants to do. He's invited us to draw closer to him so that he can be able to do through me and you what it is that he desires to do and that thing that can only be done by him. God has invited us to draw closer to him that we might experience things and be able to open up the gateway of thing to things then into the midst of our lives and other people's lives too that are done by only people who draw close like me and you. So we're going to continue in that teaching today and I'm telling you it's going to bless you in Jesus name. Amen. And of course we're going to continue in the part that we started just a little while back and that is sinlessness a result of intimacy with God. A sinlessness, which is a result of intimacy with God. That as you begin to draw intimate with God and get closer and closer to him, God desires you to. Then one of the things that's going to come as a result of that is sinlessness. An awesome teaching that I hope has been a blessing to you. 
This is one of those teachings right here, praise God, that many ministers won't talk about no more. Praise God. They stay away from this. Praise God. Why? Because they know that if you if they stay away from this, then then they'll keep people in their church. But if they preach this, then people will disappear from the church. Praise God. It's like you've seen how people have disappeared on the midweek service. Praise God. When I started teaching this, this place was full. Praise God. Now that I stopped teaching, I start teaching this. Praise God. It, it, it starts disappearing. Praise God. But hey, hey, I ain't, I ain't scared. Praise God. I'm going to teach what God said. Teach. Praise God. Because I understand the power that comes behind sinlessness. I understand what kind of manifestations of God follow sinlessness. And that's why we're going to do what it is that God has invited us to do. And that's to draw nigh to him so that he can be able to draw nigh to me and you. Because if we do what he tells us to do, then God's going to be able to do some awesome stuff for me and you. Praise God. Get ready for what's going to drop up in the middle of this house as a result of us doing this. So I want to commend each and every one of you for not disappearing too. Praise God. Amen. And have stuck in there and stayed in there. Praise God. So that you can be able to live out this thing the way God desires you to. Praise God. Amen. Because you're the, you're, the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the real deal. Praise God. Amen. Because you want to know what the real deal is. So. I got some more for you today. I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. Let's read our foundational text, then we'll move forward into today's information, which I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It says, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we already know that this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother. He's our elder brother like none other. Because this one helped uh, did what he needed to do to be able to save me and you. This is the one that gave his life up for me and you so that we can be able to enjoy the life that he has planned for me and you. The one that was already planned and ordained before the foundations of the world, before there was even dirt on this place that twirled. God had already planned a life for me and you, one that he was going to give me and you. But, of course, we know that, our, that Adam failed, praise God. He allowed sin to enter into the world and death thereby. But thank God for the second Adam. The one that came to be able to restore us back to the Father, reconcile us back to the Father, and to give us back the opportunity to be able to live the life that God intended us to live so that we can be a part of God's family and live the life out we're supposed to live. We see that Jesus was called a son of God. We found out that that word son is the word huio in the Greek. It means son, praise God. <laughs> but it doesn't tell you what kind of son. We found out that you have to go to the adjective that's attached to that to be able to find out what kind of son he was. And he was a, a beloved son, which we know it means a dear son. And we found out that he was a dear son because he was a near son. He was a son that stayed close to the father, that stayed in line with the father, both in his actions as well as everything he did in his life. In such a way was he was able to live out the life that the God the father intended him to be able to live out. And that was a sinless life. Well, we found out that because he was a dear son, we're supposed to be dear sons too. Because we found out that God's got all kinds of sons in his family. We find out that some are immediate, some are remote, some are close, some are distant. But God is ordaining at this time and he's setting up at this time and he's beckoning and calling forth at this time for his sons to become immediate sons, to become close sons. So that we can get nearer and nearer and nearer to our God like we're supposed to do and walk this thing out like God planned for me and you. Turn over to James chapter 4, second of the foundational text. 
then we'll move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling y'all is going to bless you real good in the name of Jesus. James chapter four, because this is the invitation that God has extended to me and you. He's asking us, come closer, come closer, because there's some things I have for you. James chapter four, verse seven, it reads, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Well, we know that God has asked us to draw nigh to him. He's invited us to draw nigh to him. And he's already told us to what the response is going to be. And that's it. He's going to draw nigh to me and you too. Which means we take a step, he'll take a step too. But his steps is bigger than mine and yours. Praise God. Because remember when the, younger, when the youngest of the prodigal sons was returning home, as he was walking back to his father, his father was running back to him. Praise God. So the father was waiting on you to make a move so he could make a move. Praise God. And then when he make a move, then he'll put you in position so that he could be able to bust a big move up in the middle of your life in Jesus' name. Now, now, now. He also told us also another thing that's, that, that comes with that too. And that is cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Well, one of the reasons why we found out, praise God, is because if we're going to draw close to God and live this thing out like we're supposed to do, then we got to live this thing out like we're supposed to do. Jesus, who is our elder brother, as well as our example, showed us how to be able to live this life out. Jesus lived a sinless life. Jesus lived without sin. Well, God didn't. That we found out that's because God don't like no sin. Just like God don't like no ugly, God don't like no sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we found out in Amos chapter 3 that if we're going to walk together with God, then we need to agree with God. Which means that then we need to think the same way he thinks and consider things the same way he considers things. We found out, therefore, if we're going to be close to God, then we ought to do something about this little sin that's in our lives. I'm talking about us, those who were born again, praise God, and have declared that God is our friend. Those who have believing that God is living within, and, and we're excited about it. We're on our hev- way to heaven, and we're glad about it. Well, God said, there's something else I need you to do, too. I need you to get rid of this stuff in your life that I delivered you from so you don't keep doing what I don't want you to do. We found out, praise God, that Christ has no fellowship with sin, so we don't have fellowship with sin either. We found out that God's intention for his sons was for them to never sin, praise God, because he said, these things have I written unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, that's Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Now, we like that propitiation part, that substitute part. We like that part. We like that part where he's our advocate, our our Lord Advocate General that pleads our case on our behalf when we do make a mistake. But come on, let's go back to the part in front of that. He said, I wrote these things so that you sin not. Which means that if you get this word in you like you're supposed to and live according to this word like I planned for you to do, then you won't be making a mistake in the first place. Praise God. It's good when you got a good lawyer, but it's even gooder when you don't need a lawyer. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because if you live this life like you're supposed to, then you ain't going to have to be able to need a lawyer in the first place. Praise God. Much less a propitiation to do what it is he do. Now, Christ has already went to the cross with me and you. Now it's time for us to live out the life that he planned for me and you. Because we found out that if we're intimate sons, that we're supposed to live this thing out like God plans us to do. Well, last time we got together, we found out that if we really walk with God like we're supposed to, then we'll hate evil and love good. We'll hate evil and love good. We found out that that word hate means hate personally, which means that that, that one of the reasons why you won't sin is because you hate it personally. Because if truth is anywhere near told, many of us that continue in sin, it's because we like sin. We enjoy ourselves in sin. We get a kick out of sin. Now, we know we ain't supposed to, 
but we still like what we do. Praise God. Amen. That's, yeah, but, 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 but God said, no, 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 I need to change something on the inside of you. What I need to change is that you begin to hate what I hate and love what I love. That you hate sin and love, you, you hate sin and you love what's good. Have an affection for what's good. Have an appreciation for good. And we found out that God wants to establish that judgment at your gates. And we found out that your gate is your soul, your mind, your will, and, and, and how you think about things and how you make your decisions about things so that you can have the same verdict about things the same way he has the same verdict about things. So that when you're making a decision on what you ought to do, you ought to take it to that gate where that judgment is already established so that you can be able to make the same decision that he would too. So that you can depart from evil. Praise God like God wants you to do. Because there's a wonderful life that awaits for us who depart from evil like the Father wants us to. We found out we ought to put away sin. We ought to turn it off. Praise God. Go get your remote control and turn this off. Praise God. Because we found out there's a lot of things that we're doing in our life that's turning God off. But God said, no, I need you to turn it off. Praise God. That's if you're going to run with me like you said you're going to do and walk with me like you're supposed to. Now, we're back in James chapter 4. See, our being close to God should inspire us to get rid of anything and everything that would jeopardize the closeness that we have with our Father. Our being close to God should inspire us to get rid of anything and everything that would jeopardize the closeness that we have with him. I like that little woman right there. Praise God. In fact, I love her, that little woman, Reverend Baby, right there. Praise God. That's, 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 my, that's my wife right there. Praise God. And I love that woman right there. And my love for her inspired me to begin to start not doing some things that I found out she don't like and doing some things that I found out she does like. Because when... Because when a man loves a woman, watch out now. He'll make some adjustments in his life. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. And if you love God like you say you do, you'll make some adjustments in your life. See, our being close to God inspires us to get rid of anything and everything that would jeopardize that closeness with God. Just like if it would jeopardize my closeness to Reverend Baby, I need. I know. I need to drop it. I need. I know. Need to figure something out. Praise God. Then, 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 then. Same thing as it with God. With God. If, if if it's gonna jeopardize my closeness with Him, I, I. Which one do I want? Do I want the sin or do I want her? Do I want sin or do I want God? It's like make a decision. That's why He said when when we was reading, go down to verse eight again. When he said, draw nigh to God and, and, and he will draw nigh to you. He also said, clean your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. See, we're double-minded about whether we should or should not do what it is that we do and whether we should continue to do what we was doing before or should we stop doing it. Or we, you know, we get double-minded about that. We found out that that word double-minded means two-spirited. Two-spirited. Whereas we're vacillating between opinions vacillating between purposes, vacillating between whether we should or should not do. See, we who are God's intimate sons are not supposed to be double-minded about sin. We're supposed to have the same opinions as our father and the same opinions as our elder brother. We're supposed to have the same opinion that what he says about it, we say about it. What he think about it, we think about it. That's if we're going to continue to run with him. That's if we're going to be intimate sons. Now, if you're going to be remote sons, it really don't matter. Because you ain't going to be near him anyway. But if you're going to be intimate sons and walk with God like he wants you to, then you're going to have the same opinion that he does. And he need, that's why he needs you to purify your hearts. You double-minded. Get the filth out of your mind and your heart. 
the things that cause you to think that way, act that way, do that way, and so that you can be able to walk with him in the way that he wants you to. Because we who are God's close sons are supposed to have the same purpose as our father, God, and the same purpose as our elder brother, Jesus. Keep a marker here. We're coming back. Go over to 1 John chapter 3, please. Let's look at what their purpose was. 1 John chapter 3. So if this was their purpose, it ought to be our purpose too. This is one of the reasons why Jesus showed up on earth was to fulfill the purpose of the father. 1 John chapter 3. See, our being close to God inspires us to have the same mind that God has towards sin. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. Now when it says commit right there, it's talking about doing it habitually. It's not talking about no mistake that you slipped up and made. It's the one that you purposed to make. Praise God. It says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I like that. That he might destroy the works of the devil. The one of the reasons why Jesus showed up in the first place is to destroy the works of the devil. Included in the works of the devil is sin. That word destroy right there means to loosen. It means to loosen. That's important because this, this lets you know that sin will have you wrapped up, tied up. It'll have you ensnared. It'll have you tangled. It'll have you encumbered, praise God, so that you won't be able to live the life that God gave you to live. Won't be able to have the freedom that God wants you to have as you live. So God came to loosen the works of the devil, praise God. And that includes if the works of the devil are found in us. That includes if it's found in us. Because see, we, we, oh yeah, loosen me, praise God, so I ain't got to go to hell. Well, praise God, now he did that. But now he also wants to loosen the stuff that's on the inside of you too, so that that thing can be able to pass from you included in the works of the devil is his training us and convincing us to have a mind to sin included in the works of the devil is his training us and convincing us to have a mind to sin because back when we were of the devil i mean for real when we were of the devil y'all don't remember that back when we were of the devil praise god we were trained to sin we were convinced to sin we were taught that sin was our friend we was taught that that's just what we ought to do that's just how we loop the loop and how we do what we do. Some, some of us would, can admit that we were trained that way. Praise God. That's just what we knew. Praise God. Thank God for y'all that was raised up in church and everything like that. But some of us, some of us, you know, we wasn't, some of us wasn't saved when we was one and a half. And wasn't spirit filled when we was two. And did our trial sermon at three. Some of us, it was a little bit later down the line. Praise God. So we was well trained in how to do wrong. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But God wants to help us in that. I say God wants to help us in that. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. So included in that is so that he can be able to untrain us from doing wrong. And unconvince us from doing wrong. So we can be convinced to do right. He wants to loosen us from that. In fact, it also translates, this word destroy, it also translates to put off. I like that. Because the Lord came to loosen sin's grasp on us to have sin and to have sin put off of us so that it no longer is a problem for us in any kind of a way. God came to loosen it from us or loose us from the grasp of sin so, and to be able to put sin off of us so that it would no longer be the problem to us that it used to be. So he don't only want you to be loosed from it. He want you to put, your, put it off of you. 
Turn back to James chapter 4, please. James chapter 4, verse 8, once again, reads, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Why? Because God don't want you double-minded. Because, see, part of the reason why we're still double-minded is because we were not, we have not put off from us the old way of thinking. We have not put off from us the old way of conducting ourselves. So when it comes time to make a decision as to what to do, we're still double-minded whether we should or should not do. I know we shouldn't because that's what pastor been saying and teaching for a while now. Praise God. But, but at the same time, I've been doing this for a while now. And so because of that, I mean, you know, my God, he got a nice tan line up there. Praise God. I'll just go visit the tan line again. Praise God. Hey, man. Or maybe I'll go back and read one of them 50 books I got. Praise God. And, and I can just be able to see what I'm supposed to do. Praise God. And I can already know what to do. Don't get quiet while I'm teaching up in here. Praise God. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. Maybe it'll be helpful too. Bible in basic English. It reads it this way. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Make your hands clean, ye evildoers. Put away deceit from your hearts. You false in mind. Put away deceit from your heart. Ye false in mind. Because see, back when we was trained to do wrong, Satan filled us with deceit. And if deceit remains in our heart, then we will be false in mind. We will be false in mind. And it's hard to be true to God, false in mind. It's hard to be true to God, false in mind. Because being false in mind causes us to think wrong about things from time to time. To think wrong about things from time to time. We'll see wrong as right and right as wrong. We'll see what we shouldn't do as doable and we'll see what is not doable or shouldn't be done as something that, well, it's still fun. See, being false in mind will cause us to think wrong about things at a time. At the times that we should be saying no, we'll say yes because we're false in mind. But God is telling us the remedy of that. Get rid of this deceit from your heart so that your mind can be right. God's trying to tell you, get your mind right. Because unfortunately, we've allowed ourselves to be deceived that it's okay to do some things. And God said, no, baby, it ain't okay to do. So I need to get this out of your heart because out of your heart flows the issues of life. The reason why you're so quick to do things that you ought not do is because you got a false mind and because you got a deceived heart. Being false in mind causes us to become wrong in our actions. Being false in mind causes us to become wrong in our actions. Because at the time that we should be running from sin, we're actually running to sin because we're false in mind. At the time we should be trying to get away, we're trying to get there that day so that we can be able to do something that the Bible clearly has to say that we should not do. But we keep on doing it because we're false in mind. So we have to do it if we intend to remain close to God. If we want to remain close to God, we got to do something about this heart thing. We got to do something about getting our minds right so that we can begin to start living right and doing what God wants us to do. Turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now God is inviting us to draw near to him so that we can start this ball rolling of getting these things straightened out in the midst of our life because there's some stuff waiting on us on the other end of getting our minds and our hearts right in life. The things that he do not want to withhold from you so he's trying to get you to stand you up right so that he can be able to do what you said he'll do. Because he said, I will withhold no good things from those that walk uprightly. God wants to raise up a church that's walking uprightly. 
This is a good thing. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants us to have with Him. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of doing what needs to be done to have increased intimacy with God like He wants with me and you. Because if you do what needs to be done, then you'll follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for us so that God can get what He wants, that is, increased intimacy with us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you, ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And speaking of coming through, we invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. But a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.